Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars Podcast, and I'm your only host today, Nate, and I am stoked to bring on Craig Hargis, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the bad Roman himself. What's up, man? What's happening, man? How you been? Good. Dude, I've been so farting busy, dude. I'm going to try not to drop Who are you telling? Who are you telling? <laughs> I'll try not to drop any curses because we're on the Bad Romans. Uh, we're going live. We're live right now on the Bad Romans Twitter as well as the Reality Czars Twitter and on our YouTube. So, uh, Craig, I'm stoked to have you on here, dude. Uh, you've been you've been hustling too, dude. You guys have been putting out lots of articles. You guys have been putting out tons of podcasts, and uh, and I've been making you memes. And uh, something that you guys are doing, you're expanding the brand. Uh, you guys just did something brand fucking new. Just well, I just dropped that F bomb. I was trying not to do that. Oh, good, and, man. <laughs> and uh, you guys just uh, started a brand new website. And let's talk about it, man. Tell tell the audience what you guys are up to. Yeah, man. We've so been hustling. I've been. I don't even know if, if hustling is the is the correct word to use. But yeah, we've been working a lot. We've been working. We've been working pretty hard. You know, with the bad Romans as usual. But we started uh, the No Keep It Christ Network and. We're we are very 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 excited about that actually because okay you sound much better okay there it is sorry but yeah Quinn got on me about where I put my mic so I forgot to put my mic in front of my face today anyway yeah we started this uh with this new network the No Keep It Christ Network and it was something that I had been uh, thinking about for a year and a half maybe two years I think you go back to the the first time I was on the Toward Anarchy podcast I noticed that they were they were network he, he was a part of the republic uh, broadcasting network and i didn't really know much about it but you, you could go to that website and you could see all these different types of uh content that that his show was a part of i was like well that's pretty cool you know it was something that was always kind of stuck in the back of my head at the time and then i talked to some folks you know about maybe doing a network at some point i talked to our producer about it maybe doing a network starting a network and there was some talk and then it just kind of went, you know, off to the side and just never really gained any traction. And then the longer the bad Roman podcast went, the project went, um, we started noticing a lot of projects started doing this. This is kind of the way people are starting to, to go in this route as far as, you know, starting their own networks. And, and, you know, it's basically a, a spot to where you can, you can cross promote one another and with, with, with people with like-minded ideals and what we're doing, you know, and, um, so that's what we did. We, you know, I reached out to uh, uh, my friend Matt from Expedition Forty of Four, and I and I'm, and I'm sad that neither one of them could be with us. Uh, Peter Rollo from uh, Rival Nations reached out to them, and man, that's what we're doing right now. It's pretty cool. The website looks great. We're we're really excited, you know. And it's a it's a one of a kind thing. Like, there's not another network out there like this. It's brand new and. There's a lot of network, a lot of you know Christian anarchists out there, and they're doing their own thing. But there's not a no keep it Christ network like we've got right now. I mean, like we're very, very specific about um, the the what we believe. We, we you know we 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 made a statement of beliefs for the uh, for the website as well. Like it's very specific what we believe. There's not going to be any promotion of uh, politicians or you know political factions or uh, the police or 
the military, any of that stuff, it's all very Jesus centric. Like we're getting back to that guy, you know, the guy that we're supposed to be following as Christians anyway. And there ain't nothing out there like that. I promise you, you're not going to find, we, we actually made sure of that fact that there was nothing out there like this. There was no other, no chemo Christ network, but yeah, man, we're, we're, we're super excited about it. That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, for my audience, they know that I'm a Christian anarchist, but I don't really talk about it too much because I'm because I'm always talking about other like odd, strange things. So like, I don't try to mix the two because <laughs> I don't always the- feel like I'm uh, being the best ambassador for Christ when I'm talking about you know some wild stuff. But uh, well, this is an odd, strange thing. I mean, let's be real. I mean, this is an odd, strange thing. There's an, like when I say that when I say there's nothing out there like this. There's nothing out there like we are the uh, Sasquatch of the uh, of the Christian networks. I promise you. I promise you. There, there's nothing out there like this. It's going to be. It's 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 totally. And we just added somebody new to the uh, network, and we're going to be adding uh, more folks along the way that come along. But before they come along to the network, they they read the statement of beliefs and they understand, you know, what we're about. There's not going to be any of any of this because, I mean, you know me, but you know me, you know me. I mean, there was there were some things that we put in this in the statement of beliefs that, there, that I was very specific about that. I needed to know that it was going to be there because if it changes, you know me. I think you have to be very explicit with what you. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. There's. There's a saying, and I think that this is absolutely true in a lot of different ways. There's a saying, and I can't remember who said it. I think it was, who the heck was that? Anyways, um, but it was like this saying was said that it's like, if something doesn't explicitly start right wing, it'll turn left wing, which I think is just true. But not that you guys are right wing, but I'm saying like, you need to establish like, this is explicitly no king but Christ. So that you don't get some folks in there that are like, well, I'm a Christian and I'm an anarchist, but I think you should vote for the Libertarian Party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's not going to happen. I mean, it's it's not going to happen. And you know how stubborn I am about this, just this very topic. I mean, just how um, I think once you if, if, if you get to a point where you you start compromising one little simple principle about anything that you're doing or about anything you're talking about, then it's easy to start compromising another principle. You, you compromise something different, you know, and then, then it just turned into a, a whole, uh, it turns into a problem. I mean, because you just start compromising everything because you're just trying to make everybody happy. I mean, you well, can't make everybody happy. That, that's impossible. No king but Christ in the libertarian party. <laughs> it doesn't work, man. I don't think Jesus is walking around wearing a uh, uh, vote for uh, Dave Smith T-shirt right now. I don't think he is. He's got a big porcupine. Oh, does he? Yeah. <laughs> I, I missed that memo. I did not get that memo. Don't tread on me. He's got on his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did not get that T-shirt. Yeah, buddy. Some goofy stuff. The Lobertarians. Well, I don't know. Some of them would call us libertarians too, I guess. But whatever. I've never, I've never even understood that term, to be honest. I don't. I've, I've seen people say that. I don't know what it, what it means. I mean, I think it can be applied to a couple different types of libertarians. One being like one, you can even throw the and caps in the ones that are like goofballs that think that like power is the problem, which it is. But it's like they think if they ignore the situation that everything's going to be fine. And they're just like, 
they're they'll and they're also apologists for like big business because that's private they're like it's like the goofballs that are like that will just be fine with like pfizer like giving out jabs and shit and they'll be like well that's private business and people should be able to choose about that and you're just like it's not private the government gave them shit tons of money uh they're also given like uh, false monopolies and they're also given like uh immunity from being sued so like pfizer's not a good guy dork you know like... <laughs> yeah yeah those are low libertarians okay then, yeah yeah all right i get it like i mean i see a lot of these things a lot of these phrases thrown around i mean you you have some of the the, the most fantastic uh comebacks for a lot of the stuff that i see with with, with this stuff like i i can text you something and you'll come up with this meme for the bad roman project which i'm like man this guy's so creative i i, I could have never even thought about this stuff but or, or, or even figured out how to do this but you, for some reason some somehow you're able to do this and it's very impressive to me i, I wish i had that uh had that uh ability like uh nathan does i was a natural born shit poster i don't know <laughs> yeah god <laughs> created you for a reason he made me extra sassy and kind of an asshole yeah, yeah, and then uh, somehow you, you came across the bad Roman. So here we are. And we're talking about no game at Christ. I love this topic, man. It's 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 my favorite one. It's one thing that um, I was talking to somebody the other day uh, about they're wanting to get me on their show. Um, and I, the the word anarchy is, you know, is, a, is, well, I mean, it's a buzzword. It's something I talked to Lily Forrester about on the show. Um, it, because I, I saw a lot of anarchists not behaving like anarchists and still calling themselves anarchists. I became very frustrated with, with the, with, the, with just with the terminology, because it doesn't mean anything anymore. So I, but I was trying to, you know, ease these people's mind. It's like, you know, you can get me on the show and we don't even have to talk about uh, anarchy, but I will never shy away from no King, but Christ, because the two words are synonymous. They should be. The problem is they're not this these days. And it's very, like I said, I'm very particular about a lot of things, but that's, I, I get very frustrated with, with just using that word because it doesn't mean anything like it's supposed to. It doesn't mean when I say anarchy, I know what it means. You know what it means. But when yeah. You're talking to and your... Anarchy has so many different connotations attached to it because I, I struggle with using, I don't even like to use like uh, words like that anymore to describe myself. Um, just like I don't like to use the word capitalism anymore either. Like I'm a I'm a market anarchist myself, but like uh, capitalism is such an ugly, weird word because I mean it was like coined by communists, and so they made the description. It's their word, and then idiots put themselves like they labeled themselves. Well, I'm a capitalist, and you're like, well, you're every idiot that, anyways. So I don't even like to use the word anarchy either because that has connotations attached to it as well, and different like ideas and um, and what people think about it. It's just like that, that's why no king but Christ is a perfect label for this because it's saying we we serve no master but Christ, and that should be all that has to be said. Well, I mean, I've, and I've, and I've talked to folks so much about this and, and even folks I've had on the show who would not claim to be an anarchist, but they're Christians, but they, but they understand that when you say, or even uh, a secular anarchist, you know, they understand when you say you're a Christian, they understand that you do have no king but Christ, you know, and it was something that um, was weird, you know, when I first started understanding the, uh, the, 
the ideal of, of anarchy is I ran into a lot of uh, secular anarchists who were so you can't have a king, no kings, no masters. And I'm, and I've told them point blank every time, listen, you have to understand something very quickly. You have an ally in Christian anarchists, but if I can't keep my Christ then you can keep your anarchy because I don't, I don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. My, no, my mean, Christianity is more important to me than, than your idea of anarchy. I'm, I'm just, that's just another flavor of autistic people and I love them. And the, like all us anarchists, like I'm, I'm not kidding when I say 97% of anarchists are autistic. Uh, and we're also really bright. A lot of the, a lot of the anarchists, a lot of the libertarians, like if autism didn't exist, the libertarian movement and the anarchist movement would end tomorrow. <laughs> I've heard you talk about that so much about folks being autistic. I, it I is. Know. I mean, it's just people that are little Asperger's. They're little. Uh, what's the? It's not neuro. They're not neurotypical. Like uh, we are. Uh, what the hell do they call that? We're. Uh, anyways, we're not neurotypical. <laughs> we're the fucking weirdos, dude. Our brain just works differently, and we're able to think outside the box a little bit. And some of them, unfortunately, some of the uh, some of the Aspergery types of folks, uh, you either go one way or the other. You either go by exactly uh by authority or you question authority radically so it's like it's one or the other it's pretty interesting because i definitely have some autistic friends that are just like whatever the government says i have to i have to read all the anyways it just sucks the but they're brilliant fucking wonderful people they just they can't think outside the box in any way shape or form uh we've got a We've got a comment here. Provo Kid, individualist, anarchist here. What's up, Provo Kid? We love you, buddy. That's a new yeah. one. What does that mean? In individualist, anarchist. I thought that's what anarchy is, was just individualism. Um, well, that's what... Uh, oh, gosh darn it. What's his name? He made his own... He Because uh, he is an individualist anarchist. He was the father of that. Um, uh, Lysander Spooner. Okay. Sanders Spooner was an individualist anarchist. And so like a lot of people see him as like uh, the father of like modern libertarianism in a lot of different ways, but he had his own different like beliefs and things. So individualist anarchists are, uh, that's a, that's probably close to what I am, but I kind of, well, I mean, that's, that's I'm, the way I've I'm always understood it. Anarchist as well. So I kind of, I'm more of an agorist than the, like Samuel L. Conkin. Um, yeah, buddy. There are many types of anarchy. Yes, there is, Provo Kid. Well, there's a, you know, just speaking of that, of that just that term, I mean, that's why I, I, I've I shied away from even using anarchy because it, there are a lot of different terms, a lot of different meanings to it. And and, and honestly, the, the, the phrase has become culturally hijacked. I mean, you remember when, when the riots were going on and you had some, like Donald Trump when he was president and Sean Hannity on Fox News. They were calling this anarchy. I'm like, I was having this conversation with them. Well, that was that's day. where I live. They said that we are we are an outgrowth of. I don't. What the hell did they call it? Yeah, because Portland, Oregon was deemed uh, an like a, an agri, uh, not agorist, an anarchist. Like, uh, anyways, yeah, we were supposed to be fucking. Uh, anarchists out here and like they, we were like a, a domestic terror threat and it was just a bunch of goofy dorks with like purple hair that were like throwing <laughs> molotov cocktails and well i was i remember sitting in the break room at work and and 
and I was listening. We have two TVs, and I know you've heard me talk about this. We got Fox News and we got ESPN in the break room. And I was listening to Sean Hannity and Donald Trump on Fox News, and, they, and I was sitting there trying to enjoy my lunch break, right? And I kept listening to them call these people anarchists, and I took a deep breath, and my break was ending soon, and I, I could feel the hair on the back of my neck starting to stand up, and I was just getting more and more frustrated. I finally stood up. I said, that's not anarchy. That is not anarchy, what they're calling that. That's not anarchy. And people just kind of looked at me like this guy just lost his mind and just went crazy in front of everybody. And I just went on a five-minute spill about what anarchism is. And then I walked out of the break room. I'm sure they were, there was a lot of words said after I left, but I didn't care. <laughs> so you got to say it at some point. That Craig's a real libtard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not supporting my Donald Trump. No, I didn't. You're, you're correct. There you go, buddy. Craig is 100% right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, nice. buddy. That is not, yeah, that's, well, see, that's why I don't like to call myself an anarchist sometimes, just because, like, to say that they are not anarchists would be kind of wrong, because those are the psycho retards that invented the term anarchy. Yeah. Like, uh, if you look at, like, the leftists, like, in Europe and things like that, um, they were violent nutjobs. Those are the ones that are, like, setting bombs and trying to, like, shoot, like, politicians and trying to, like, blow up buses. And, like, like those people were leftist anarchists. And so they they kind of do have the right to that term, I guess. So I can't, like, say that they're not anarchists, but they're also, like, total fucking status. Because they say that they hate the state, but then they also want – they just want to be the state. They hate the state that's in charge. But, like, there are collectivists, and they want to have, like, this massive collective. And they and if you disagree with them, they want to be able to use the force to, like, to uh, to make you. And to me, that's a government. Whatever you want to call that, whatever it is when you have a collective that can, like, collectively punish uh, people that can come and, like, redistribute and take your property, who's in charge of that? Because whoever gets to be in charge of that, I call a government. So, I mean, they yeah. are fucking status. They just don't fucking admit it. Well, I got asked this the other day, especially they're like, because when they're trying to understand what we're talking about with no king but Christ, like and even talking to Christians, they, they know, they say no king but Christ, but there's always this but. But, and it was like, w but what does it look like? But you know, King and I, David I, I, was I, a flawed man, just like Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, but guess what? I don't follow David either. I follow Jesus Christ. And somebody, you know, that's another thing too. Well, well, Paul said this. I was like, yeah, Paul said a lot of great things in the boat in the Bible, but I don't follow Paul either. I follow Jesus. You know, it's what, what I've tried to do with my own understanding of my faith is just get back to the basics, the very basic teachings of Christ. And when even when you talk to even, I mean, I've had atheists on the show, and you. And you and when you talk to them, they understand the teachings of Christ and they appreciate the basic teachings of Christ. But then they look at a Christian and see how a Christian's behaving. And it, it reminds me of that quote from Gandhi. You know, Gandhi has this, what people have their own problems with Gandhi, or whatever. But he said something so brilliant. He said, and it's so true. And it's something that I understand how, how people on the outside are looking in and they see this. He goes, I like your Christ, but I don't like your Christianity. Yeah. And when you, when you take, if Christians really took a step back, I don't and like really, your Christians. Yeah, he just, yeah. I like you take your a Christ, step back and don't like your Christians. Take yeah. a step back and listen to what he was saying. He's it's not it's not he likes the idea of what, what Jesus was talking about. 
The problem is Christians have screwed this up along the way, and it's sad. And that's what we're trying to do. You know, well, get back with an old Kingdom Christ network man, and just get back to that very basic thing. I was looking into, oh, I mean, I actually just put out an episode with a guy named Ryan Dawson, and we were talking about um we were talking about American Zionism quite a bit and Zionism in general, but like you can see where American Christianity was twisted. So like early uh, American Christianity, like the, the Christian churches, like I, I want to say it was Murray Rothbard's book that I was reading. I think it was, uh, man, what's that one? Anyways, it's, but it's about American history. And early on the Amer- uh, the American Christian churches were very anti-state. Because they, because uh, Christian churches in general had been so oppressed by, like, because the Catholic Church had been tied to the state, right? And then it was, uh, so then England had the what is the dumb one that uh, that Nick is? What is that? The <laughs> the the Catholic, basically the Catholic flavor of Christians. What are they called? You know what I'm talking about? The Orthodox. The, the Orthodox. Church. Not Orthodox. Uh, anyways, whatever the heck they are, the Anglicans. Right? Oh, so the, the, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's just another flavor of cat. It's Catholic light with. Uh, I've actually got a. Uh, well, it's funny because I've I've actually got a, a, an episode scheduled with Nick uh, to talk about this uh, piece he wrote, this essay he wrote for for his uh, university, for Duke University, and it's it's fantastic. He was comparing Tolstoy and Martin Luther King Jr. and how they went about. Um, you wouldn't have had a Martin Luther King Jr. without a Tolstoy. It right. It's pretty interesting. And, and, they're, and they're very. You would have had a Gandhi without a Tolstoy either. They were right. both studying Tolstoy like crazy. Right. Yeah. And they, but they, and they all come to an agreement on certain things, but there was different flavors like, like Martin Luther King. I think this is something that was so, has been frustrating for me when it came to MLK is that he did, he was doing such great things, but he was still trying to do it through the state. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, Yes, he was. He, I mean, he was a socialist, dude. I mean, and he he it is admittedly a socialist. So, I mean, he definitely wanted to work within the system and things like that. Uh, but, I mean, that's where you can, like, chew the meat and spit out the bones. Like, I mean. I mean, we can I sit mean, here and pick apart everything. Yeah. <laughs> MLK was also a giant piece of shit. With, like, he was, like, cheating on his wife a bunch. And if those CIA files are correct or if FBI files are correct, then, like, he might have been a rapist, too. I don't know. That's pretty awful. But uh, we can talk about the good things about him, that he was, like, a. it was about civil disobedience and about, like, fighting the power by doing it in a peaceful way. And I think that that is the only way that you're actually going to see the results that you want to see. Um, so, you know obviously um a flawed person like we all are but that part we can look at and be like that you're he's 100 correct uh, but what i was going to say about the american church was like these uh these protestants that first came over here all the different flavors of protestant like the quakers and uh the calvinists and all these other guys at the time were pretty anti-state they wanted to have a separation between the state and the church uh, solely because they knew that all of these churches before had like taken up the gun, right? Like they, like um, it was the Catholics that were in charge. Then the Anglicans were in charge. Like that was like the state religion. And so like they, they'd, they had gotten so much oppression that they had actually come over here looking for freedom. Like they had come here for looking for religious freedom. And so like, um, I'm trying to remember who the heck it was, man. Uh, anyways, I think it was, um, 
from a Murray Rothbard book that I was reading, uh, but it also could have been from CJ uh, uh, from Dangerous History Podcast. Pretty sure that's his name of his podcast. Anyways, he's awesome. Um, but he was he was like uh, talking about different um, like basically sermons that uh, these pastors were giving that were just talking about like how we, we are supposed to serve Christ and not supposed to serve the state. Like there was just a huge separation and it was like really fascinating just how anti-state and anti-authoritarian the Christian early Christian church was here in the United States um, until that, till the Schofield shit. I'm trying to remember who that was. Uh, but anyways, they, they, uh, it was basically a Zionist takeover of Christianity here in America and like evangelical Christianity. And uh, that's where the dispensationalism co comes in. And so they like try to like, they try to say that like uh, the American church, or I mean that church in general, like the Christianity is like broken up into parts and segments and that like uh, the third temple has to be built in Jerusalem uh, for Jesus to come back. And so they basically like turned into this crazy death cult and they are like, they will support Israel no matter what, like in like the Israeli state, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have a problem with Jewish people. I have a problem with the Israeli state the same way I have a problem with the United States, the same reason, like the state of the, you know what I'm saying? And these people are just like apologists for like any atrocities that happen to the Palestinians. Uh, these same people will think it's like, may, well, I don't even know if they think it's terrible what the United States did to the American Indians. They probably kind of like it. Um, uh, but like you can see this happening in modern times right now, what the like what the Israelis are doing to the Palestinians, dude. And they just and they support every single war. They support every single uh, dollar that gets given to the to the state of Israel because they need these weapons because it, it just turned the American Christian movement into this giant statist right wing psycho death cult. And so now, like, I'd say probably 75 percent of the Christians in the United States are christian zionist which means that they are right wingers they've tied it into the republican party and now it's like anybody that supports israel is uh is who we vote for and so this is where you get like the donald trump's this is where you get uh who said jackass in florida uh, ron DeSantis. like they're all about ron DeSantis, and so all of these right-wing christians are just they're just giant status now when they weren't and this also, I mean, this also has to do, people love Billy Graham, but Billy Graham was really big on this too, getting uh, the Christian movement tied into politics. Yeah, and it's it's, it's so interesting too. And you, you know how much time I spent um, studying just the early church, you know, prior to Constantine. And and you you see, you, you talked about how, how the early church in, in America was very anti-state and all this stuff. But if you just go all the way back, even just to the early church fathers, when it came to how anti-state they were, like they just really were not interested in it. It was not their thing. They knew very clearly who their king was. You know, Tertullian is one of my one of my favorites to read when it comes to uh, the state and, and and how the Christians is to engage it. And he would the stuff he was writing down, man, was so he, he's described as a fiery uh, person. I don't even know if that that is appropriate because he was fiery is, is good, but Man, he would he would he would tell the Roman Empire, he goes, We're not interested in your meetings. The affairs of the state are completely foreign to us. And the the idea that 
Christians today, today, do not understand that, that the, that the the affairs of the state should be completely foreign to us. Why have we become so in, entangled with this garbage that we've lost our way to not even follow even our own king? You know, when you go back to 1 Samuel 8, when the Israelites were demanding a king, and Samuel was upset about it, and God himself, he said, man, they didn't reject you, they're rejecting me. And if, they, if rejection of God is not a sin, then I don't know what a sin is anymore. Okay, so that, but and God spelled out very quickly what's going to happen when you demand a king other than him, and it's still happening today. You know, it's it's it, it's the the state of Christianity today is very sad, and that's what we 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 focus on so much on the Bad Roman podcast is let's just get back to that guy. You know, the guy that has our best interest in mind, the one that really wants what's best for us. We already have a king. Why are you out there demanding a king like Donald Trump or Joe Biden, whatever side you come across? But why? You already have Jesus. It doesn't make any sense. If Christians really took this seriously, it does not make any sense why we are so infatuated with the uh, political system in America. You know, you were talking about – Israel and I, I was that guy that you were describing a while ago. I was that guy, you know. I there was a point in my life where, and, and it's embarrassing to say this, but I'm not ashamed or I'm, I'm not afraid to put it out there. There was a time in my life that I really believed that God created America just to protect Israel. Yeah, that's exactly what they. Uh, yeah, because we are a blessed nation. This is part of the American exceptionalist uh, myth mythos that like we are but i don't you know i don't know where that came from exceptional country the schofield bible man this all came from uh this happened around like 1920 but i was hearing it in church i was hearing it in church mm-hmm. i was well, hearing because it from you behind were, the pulpit you were, uh, you were a southern baptist right i spent a lot of my time in yeah. the southern baptist church the yeah. southern baptist church is like Dude, that that's where all of this is really coming from man and that i mean they're one of the biggest sects of christianity in the united states and uh, said so they're well, you, definitely. I, I remember sitting in church service and, and w- one time, and the the the, the pastor had um, all the, the the members of the military stand up. It was Veterans Day or Memorial Day or something, and we all clapped and thanked them for their service. And then we stood up and pledged allegiance to the flag in church. Yeah, man. And it, it reminds me of it reminds me of something that Tertullian also said. He said, "Shall we carry a flag? It's a rival to Christ." Yep. And when you say that to, I, I love these things that cro- come across my, my my Facebook feed, and I see something. You know, you got Jesus hugging the American flag. All this, all this garbage <laughs> you can buy, and you, and you got people commenting on these threads like "God bless America." Yes, yeah, so they, they're so in love with this, and, and I'll I'll just drop that. Shall we carry a flag? It's a rival to Christ, and I'll and I'll quote Tertullian. And when you say that, nobody's heard that. And, yeah. the, and the comments are, you know, the people that respond to me, <laughs> it's so much fun for me. Jesus I mean, Christ was from America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably in Texas. He's probably from Texas. I, that's, that's what I'm going with. Jesus, Jesus made Texas <laughs> for, for Americans. Buddy it's yeah, no, it's kind of sad and pathetic. And I, and I get it because like, I mean, these people aren't necessarily, they, they were where we were at like five, 10, like for me, that was more like, 20 years ago uh but that's just what they were taught that's what they know uh they do love jesus they just 
they unfortunately are brainwashed into this huge mishmash. And like, I don't hold it against them. I try to teach them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I also know that that's where I came from. And that's, I mean, that's where my mom is today. Oh, man, I've got, <laughs> my mom I've got, is all about it. I mean, I, I was born and raised in West Texas. I mean, so you, who are you talking to? I, most of my family are, are still there, and and I love them, and I know they're I know they love Jesus. I know that, but they're they're misinformed because they're believing something from somebody behind a pulpit who's is giving them bad information. You know, there's something we talked. We had a we did a an episode for. Uh, to, to, just to launch the network on Expedition Forty Four, and they've got they've got a huge uh, subscriber list on on YouTube and just on its own. And I and I, we were we were talking about a little bit about this, and I said it's. I try not to. I'm like you. I I I, I love them. They're Christians, but I think they're misinformed. I, and I brought this up. I said I know that a lot of folks who are Christians do really genuinely love Jesus, and they want what's best for their, but they're but they're going about it the wrong way. They're trying to do it through the state, you know, like it doesn't make any sense when, and I, I've gotten to a point too, <clears throat> excuse me, that when, when, when the stuff I'm talking about on, on, on our own podcast and the stuff we're trying to do with it, with the, with the network is I understand not everybody's where I'm at when it comes to Christianity, <clears throat> when it comes to uh, no King, but Christ. But I could sit behind a microphone and scream at Christians about it all day, but it's not going to resonate. And once they figure it out, it's going to mean more to them. And once they understand it themselves, it's going to be more to them. And there's no going back. Everybody that's involved with the network right now, they under, we, we all understand that once you get to this point of, okay, no king but Christ, we're not going to participate in the affairs of the state. As Tertullian said, we're not going to participate because we already have a king. And once you're there, we already know. And there's no way we can turn around and go the other way because once you once you really understand that truth, there ain't no going back. There's no going back. I mean, you can't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know what's interesting <clears throat> too, though, is that I think a lot of American Christians right now are ripe for that type of uh, for this type of. Uh, my brain's not working. It's early in the morning, but like, I think that they're, they're right for this sort of message, right? Like, so the church that I go to, um, it's very Zionist, very Zionist. Uh, I mean, it's, it's borderline messianic. So like the majority of the people at my church, not the majority, a, a few of them are like wearing uh yarmulke or yeah, yarmulkes or the little, uh, Kippas, the little hats, you know what I mean? Uh, they've got like prayer shells on, they blow shofars. It's like, it's a very like Jewish church, um, but it's very Christ-centered. It's messianic. So like we, we worship Jesus Christ and it's even charismatic, which is a little, I know that scares you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily, man. I mean, it's funny because I, if you've seen any of this going on with this uh, in, in Kentucky with this, uh, is it Ansbury, Asbury, uh revival i stopped calling it a revival because apparently that was triggering a lot of christians and so i just call it a picnic now they're just having yeah. a picnic and they're hanging out and praising jesus and i i don't know how you feel about what's going on we, we haven't really talked about I have it but no I, idea i don't even know what's going on but i saw your uh, somebody in our group is saying revivals aren't a thing 
Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> all right. But like, whatever you want to call that, you can like, whatever you want to call, like, is there, I, I don't know. I think it's just an argument of semantics. I think that there's a time and a place sometimes and that God, uh, for whatever reason, uh, uses a person and just spreads Christ. And the, I mean, to say that there's no such thing as revival is ridiculous because yeah, there's it's... been revivals throughout history where just all of a sudden a hundred thousand, like whole cities wake up sometimes to Christ. And it, it's just, it's been recorded and it does happen. So I don't, I mean, we can argue what you want to call that. Okay. You don't want to call it a revival. That's fine. Uh, okay. What, what, what autistic they, person was <laughs> <laughs> so strange to me about the whole situation and what before I really understood what was going on was and I started reading or, or reading more about it and stuff because I, I heard about it off obviously on, on social media and I'm like so but the first people I, I've never I've not seen any a non-christian criticize this but the first people started everybody's been criticizing or are, are, are professing Christians and I'm like all right, Dude, so do you want to wake up each and... other up? I, have you ever seen libertarians talk about other libertarians? Yes. Have you ever seen it's... anarchists talk about other anarchists? Yes. Like, yeah, Christians are your worst enemy. You're like, oh, so Jesus is doing an awesome thing. I'm gonna shit all over it. Right. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. I said, do y'all want to wake up and they see don't news do about exactly a balloon being wake shot? I think it's correct. Right. So you want to wake up and and, and hear about it's the United autism, States government buddy. shooting down a, a, a balloon? Or do you want to read about um about Christians praising Jesus? It's yeah. good news. It's good news. It's it's better than what we're used to seeing on social media or, better, or what we're used to seeing on, on corporate media and all this stuff. Why why is this a problem for folks? I I, I still cannot figure that out. And I've I tried, like, I, I try and I try to stay away from debates and stuff anymore as much as possible because it's, I don't have time anyway. I mean, I work so much and spend so much time working on our, our own podcasts and stuff. But man, for some reason, there's something about this that I've latched on to. And I, I spend a lot of time on, on our own show, even, you know, this picking on the church because of the way Christians are behaving. And when I saw what was going on, I was like, all right, y'all are upset with, you're a Christian, you're upset with a bunch of Christians praising jesus well it doesn't look like how i worship so it looks different so i'm going to criticize it and this might get me in trouble with some of my with some of my uh, christian friends but the, the 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 vast majority of the folks who i've seen criticize this are calvinists and lutherans i'm not seeing silly and i don't understand calvinists and i know calvinists are odd whatever i love you guys but i know that there's a couple weird things that i've heard I don't know enough to criticize you guys, so I'm not going to talk shit to Calvinists. But I know Lutherans are goofballs. Either shit or get off the pot. Are you Catholic or you're not? <laughs> I'm not going to. I mean, <laughs> I don't even care. I, I love again, I love them all yeah. too, but it, it, it's 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 just something I I noticed about this. And a friend of mine, um, we were texting last night actually about this, and she's a Calvinist, and she's like, I, she goes, I've not under, understood how. Calvinists are behaving with this. She goes, and she goes, I think it's a great thing that's going on in Kentucky. Yeah. And she goes, I had to leave a lot of my, these Calvinist groups on, on social media because they, 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 they seem so like they're, they're the elites of the, you know, everybody. And that's a, we don't need to get into all that, but I just thought it's, I just think the whole topic is, uh, is fascinating about how 
well, Christians are are shooting themselves in the foot with all this. So my, so I guess this was a couple churches ago. This was my, uh, this was a pastor of mine. It's a a good friend of mine. He ended up going to Africa to be uh, a, like a. He's still a pastor at a church over there, but it's like a mission type of thing that he's doing in Tanzania. But he was he was very open minded to a lot of these different things, and uh, he was a really interesting guy. He was actually um, a libertarian anarchist as well. He was actually the first guy to kind of bring me back to the church a little bit. My mom had been bugging me to come and check out church. And so I, I came in there and like I've told this story before, like I was waiting for him to say something that was going to piss me off. And uh, he didn't. And then so I, I talked to him after church <laughs> and I just threw up all of my political ideas and beliefs. And uh, I like I told him, I don't think a you know, American flag should ever be in a church. And I was like, you know, throwing all the anarchist stuff at him. And he was like. 100% agree because you don't see any flags in here. We'd never have that, and, you know, because we serve Christ, not the United States. I was like, who the hell is this guy? You know, <laughs> but uh, one thing he was really open to was just like, he'd call it the little C and the big C. And he goes like, we're all part of like Christ's kingdom. And he says, so like in that weird way, it's not necessarily, it's not universalism in any way, but he kind of in the fact that he's like, look, Catholics are our, brothers in christ lutherans are our brothers in christ uh like all you know these folks are our brothers in christ you know that sort of thing and um he was really big about like god is so big he goes why do we think we know exactly the way to worship jesus and if you don't yeah. worship jesus this exact way then you're wrong you know what i mean and that that kind of silly thing and he's like the way people connect with Christ is different. Like there are people that like, you know, there's the people that were, you know, pray in tongues. And he goes, if that's the way that you connect to, to the Holy spirit, he goes, then that's the way you connect to the Holy spirit. He goes, there's people that go out in nature and they like, they sit under a tree near like a river and they can sit there and they can connect to their, you know, to Jesus in that way, you know, and there's, he goes, there's no, necessarily wrong way to connect with Jesus as long as you're connecting with the Holy Spirit if you're connecting with Christ and I thought that that was a really interesting and unique perspective that not that I don't, you don't hear from many pastors no, typically I hear pastors say hey this is the correct way to talk to, to God and let me tell you how and <laughs> didn't Jesus you know. give us a blueprint on how to pray how many, how many how many Christians do you know follow that blueprint on how to pray? I don't. Sometimes I don't know how to pray. Sometimes I'm just talking. A lot of the times, when I'm talking to uh, Jesus, if something's on my mind, and a lot of the time it's when I'm at work. Honestly, I mean, because I got some time. I, I'm, I'm almost on my own quite a bit at work, so I've got a lot of time to think. You know, if the machine's running the way it's supposed to be running, and I'm just kind of hanging out watching it do its thing, and. But so I got a lot of time to sit and talk to to Jesus, and I don't. I think that's praying. You're just having a yeah. conversation with with your guy, you know, just just talking. You you're just kind of telling him you're not asking for anything, or maybe you are, or whatever. But the idea that Christians have to connect with Jesus in a certain way is is asinine to me. I mean, because he's he's always there. Didn't well, go and to me, the more silly part of this is, is like, we probably agree, the majority of uh, American Christians agree on like 
75% of things. And then it's like the silly parts of it. Yeah. I mean, like when then, it comes to like, um, like charismatic. This is what we're arguing about. And this is what we're getting mad about. And we're like, what? Revivals aren't real. You can't use that word. Like, <laughs> what? Why? God can't. Are you limiting God? You're saying God can't do this or like, or God won't do this or this is an idea in your head. And so this is making you upset right now. Well, why don't we just look at what's happening over here and say like, Wow. Well, whatever we want to call that, Jesus is really touching a lot of people's lives right now. Let's call that a good thing. Yes. <laughs> Let's be happy about it. You know, you, you brought up charismatics while ago. There was a time, you know, in, in my times in, in Southern Baptist churches, I I was like, that's wrong. I was my first marriage. I she was a she was a Pentecostal. Dude, that's the wildest thing to me that a Southern Baptist man married a UPC. yeah well she wasn't upc at the time but she had the you know the she was there she had that in her family and then she got back to upc and it got it caused a lot of things and so i did a lot of study on like the on the speaking in tongues i would talk to my southern baptist friends about it and i was there was a time that i was totally against it now it's one of those things i just don't care I don't care. I don't care if you want to speak in tongues. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't understand it. But it's. It, but it's. It's okay if you want to. You're talking to. You're talking to the same king that I'm talking to. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent, man. I mean, I mean, I grew up Pentecostal, and I still am charismatic, and in, in a lot of ways, I still speak in tongues. And I, I can admit that I think a lot of it is silly. <laughs> But it's it's how people connect and if, whatever you want to call that, like even if it's intention, even if I even if it's just a silly sound that I'm making with my mouth, like what am I doing? I'm doing this uh, using my intention right now and I'm and I'm talking to Jesus and I'm praying for someone right now. Uh, let's say that it's all silly and it's just goofy sounds that are coming out of my mouth. I still think even if, if I'm speaking in Mandarin or something, it doesn't matter. But. I'm I'm still like with the intent. I'm sitting there laying hands and like praying for someone that Jesus is going to touch their life. I think that that has power. Yeah. So why are we? Can, why are we? Why 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 are we nitpick the twenty five percent and and, yeah, and exactly. lose focus on the seventy five percent? I mean, it's wild to me, man. It's it's Christians are some of the strangest human beings I've ever come across, <laughs> and I'm one of them. You know, but. That's what we're trying to do is just with, with the Bad Roman and with the No Kima Christ Network, just get back to that guy, get back to following Jesus because he really does have our own best interest in mind. 